everyone. This Hi. Is, this is like trees walking. And whether you know it or not, this is the new season. Wow. The so, fifth season. Yeah. We're in syndication now. How many seasons do you need for syndication, Mark? Oh, boy. If you hit that, I think if you hit that golden seven, then you just, it's just hand over fist. Like you're just going to be raking it in you're for the rest of your life. Making money. Yes. So yeah. we've got a ways to go. We have a little ways to go, but well, this is a good start. Uh, we haven't been canceled yet. The executives, um, you know, what's our I, what's our tomato meter rating? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've looked on the. I forgot to do my pitch on the last one, but we've gotten. I mean, we're very solid on the on the iTunes podcast reviews. Wow. Well, that's that. Maybe that's what is our, that the our, reviews is that are our good. Meter? Our ratings. Who we don't really know our ratings. <laughs> it's a kind of a black box uh, really to be is. honest with you about the ratings. But this is the podcast where we talk about the big issues of life. Um, you know why we're here. What is life? What is death? What happens after death? We do it from a Christian perspective. Um, Dave Berge being a uh, pastor. Minister of the gospel, that's what I am. Yes, um, that would seem to be logical, and me being a, a follower of Christ and also a parishioner at his church. Woo! Other than that, I have no—that's uh, that's my only credentials. Um, and and so, you own podcast equipment. So that's that right. It's a very <laughs> I, strong I keep forgetting to mention that. Yeah. I'm holding all the keys. Uh, so that's why we do this podcast, and yeah, we talk about these big issues, which we're about to in just a minute— and then, I believe later, the tables will be turned, and uh, Pastor Dave will be giving me a quiz. I don't even know the oh, yeah. content of this quiz, but my brain is feeling fresh and bubbly and ready to go. And Well, because so, Mike's made us just some fresh soda oh, water. Look at that transition. Really That's true. Yes, I did get the—I uh, know. I got the—it's not the soda stream. It's a competitor, uh, and uh, we've been enjoying making fizzy drinks. It's very good. It is. It's it is. very, very good. And the, um, the number one reason for that, not wanting to haul those things into our house, right? Yeah. You have, a, uh, my, yeah. I mean, even though you have an elevator at World at Podcast World headquarters, yeah. you don't want to walk up a bunch of flights of steps or even so carry it in doors. your building from you. I mean, you have so many doors to so get. So many doors to go through. You know, yeah. and it's like, you know, so many locks and codes that you have to put so in many. to get in things. It's great. Actually, joking aside, getting into Mike's apartment is one of the great adventures. Uh, every time I come over here, I'm just like, I, I my assumption is it's going to take three to five phone calls. I would just like to, to say in. that this is a uh, long con only against you. <laughs> Everyone else gets in with no issues whatsoever. Breezes through, but I ask them to give you a little bit more hassle. It's Push you up against a few so windows. Cuff you with one of those plastic cuffs and then, you know, cut them loose and let them up here. <laughs> That's the kind of... The, uh, but the, no, the, the, the tomato meter, we're at five point five. We're at five stars out of five stars on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, most recent reviews are in. Thank you, people who left them. We got one from December 7th. Uh, God bless, thank you. God bless you both for bringing some normalcy and fun to being a Christian. Well, I don't know. They, they don't know us well enough to <laughs> yeah, say that. Please. Been binging for about six months now and I'm at midway 2018. I'll catch up soon. Oh, sweet. Well, we're going to outpace you. Oh, we're yeah. Keep we're, going. we're, we're coming. Someone else, they just from this past Tuesday. This is a great podcast fun and clever oh nice these are just so thank you i want to say everyone out there thank you for those words of of affirmation and support like they are honestly i mean it's very meaningful mike and i have a fun time doing this it is it is um, but it's just great to know that people out there are listening people we, and none of these are from my parents that's true there's <laughs> they've there's already no they've sock already sock, people <laughs> they've already done they, their sock puppet is used up okay mine uh, too my wife's too you didn't do that. No, oh, I, no, we talked about this. Oh, I definitely did. Oh, oh yeah, man. I definitely did one. I haven't done that. 
Well, never do you that. have dignity, Mike. Okay. I don't, all right? All right, so I'll kick off the, the big topic that uh, I'd like us to talk about. And uh, hang on, I'm going to cut that out. Don't worry about that. That was me going, am I recording this? That'll be cut out. Four minutes. 4.20. That's when that... Woo! Woo! Oh, yeah, we got to get Connor on here to talk about how high. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a whole... That can be our end of the show right. department. All right, so I'm going to kick off the topic, and it is this. Um, I saw this comment on, I guess it doesn't matter what this is about, but it was a debate on YouTube that I might have been interested in. Okay, I'll say it. Say it, was, it. It was Neil deGrasse Tyson being interviewed by Ben Shapiro. Oh, the golden voice, Ben Shapiro. Something I did not think. <laughs> so maybe that's what caught my eyes. Like, I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Neil, how can, Neil, how can you be saying this about God? Well, the thing is, uh, no, no, the thing is not. The thing is, the thing is, that I can't do either impression. I, so I, I thought my Ben Shapiro was pretty good. It was good. It was Mike. Good. What are you even talking about? How are you doing today? <laughs> that is good. Finally, an impression that Dave can do, except for his roommate. That's the one that the classic. Uh, that's just my. Oh, I got a snake here. Uh, want a holder? I can't wait to meet that person. Delightful I assume it's a guy. Yeah, oh yeah, it was a guy. Okay. Uh, so in the comments, there was this, and this is, I only pull this one out because it's indicative of a lot of comments, and I don't read a lot of internet comments, uh, to be honest, but sometimes it is fun to just dip in really quick and go, what is the first thing that people say about this thing? And this was one of the early ones. This person said, name one piece of evidence of any religion that proves them to be true. Mm. Name one piece of evidence of any religion that proves them to be true. So put a put a pin in that. God of the Gap, this is their sick God of the Gap is, that is not a sick. That is a real sick. Is, is not evidence, which is pretty much what all religious people claim as evidence when in actuality it is not. I don't have the person's name, but that anyway. Do you have, that, their, do you have their handle? Or no, you just copied I don't. Paste. I just copied and pasted. I didn't want to pull them out and you know. Uh so okay. What, name one piece of evidence that of any religion that proves them to be true. Mm. First of all, there's plenty of pieces of evidence. Let me back up a little bit before we get to this one. Wouldn't you say that this is a common thing? Like, I there's it, no evidence. You just take a leap of faith, and you there you and you either believe or you don't. But there's no evidence anywhere for any religion. No positive evidence or positive, you know, sort of positive arguments to be made. Uh, I, I mean, I just think that this the is the unicorn a, argument, the spaghetti monster, flying spaghetti whatever. monster. Yeah, we, we've gone down those paths before, but this one is a very specific challenge, saying that there's not one no shred of evidence for any religion. And now, people, this is just nonsense. Stop saying this. Yeah. There's evidence, and the evidence doesn't convince you. Yeah. That's all that you're saying. There's a I difference between I find all of the evidence yeah. for God to be unconvincing yeah. is perfectly fine, and I'm like, good on you. Have at it. Live your life. But it is absolutely 100% not true that there is zero evidence what, what for compel, What compels someone to say there's no evidence, none whatsoever? All it is, at most religious people are just making God of the gaps arguments, basically saying like, well, which I think he means by that, uh, kind of colloquially like, well, I can't explain this, so it must be God. That's what, you know, that's what he's saying is people are using that as evidence. Like, we can't explain why there's life on this planet, must be God. Like, we can't explain... Um, 
why there's stars in the sky, so must be God. Like it, it, that's the God of the gaps, you know. Um, uh, yes, argument in a in a you know in but, a colloquial but what this form. person is doing is the God of the straw man argument. I mean, this is the biggest straw man of all time. This is not the only thing that people of religion marshal in favor of uh, a god of any god of any of the gods of any religion, uh, and it's just it's so stupid. Do you want me to uh, here? I'll list a few uh, reasons. God, right. god is the best explanation why anything exists at all. Okay, there are plenty of people who defend that argument. These are richly defended by philosophers, starting with who? Go back to my gosh, we could go back to Aristotle, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, we we were we're not even just talking about uh, specifically Christian claims, but this is a well versed. Uh, you know, this has a, a rich. A place in in the history of thought of uh, of of the of, uncaused of, cause, of the unmoved mover. Yep, yep. Uh, God is the best explanation of the origin of the universe. Sort of a similar one, but a different. But it's developed differently. God is the, the, the best the cosmological argument. The cosmological. Right? God is the best explanation, and this is a one that I've recently been reading about. It's pretty fascinating. God is the best explanation of the applicability of mathematics to the physical world. There's this is philosophers a, who yes who, we could do a whole we should do a pod top on this one like the fact that math like you can exp, like that the physical universe is expressible in numbers yes isn't that like crazy and then they correspond this is because crazy philosophers don't disagree that numbers are separate from you know they're not just invented things they yeah. exist numbers exist then they correspond to the universe that's a mind blowing thing. They could correspond to nothing in the universe and still exist. Right. But they happen to correspond, and now we'd have to unpack that. Isn't that and crazy? It's crazy. Which reminds me of one of my favorite TV shows. This is like a very niche TV show that my wife and I both love. She, she uh, was a math teacher. She's, she's a math major in college, and there was a show called Numbers. It was like a, oh, it was yeah. like a Friday night like crime math like. They used the backwards uh, e was there, or the three as, instead of the e, right? Numbers. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and the, that kind of tag at the end was like, we all use math every day, every day, every day. And it had the guy from Northern Exposure on it. Which uh, guy? The uh, main guy? Uh, yeah. The, who was the main guy? Oh gosh, oh, what was his name? I don't remember. Oh, great. And then it had the he was in Quiz Show, the Robert Redford film okay. about the. All right. Uh, but mind. the guy, the guy from Northern Exposure, was on it, and uh, uh, the it was a great. Show. I mean, just a truly an awesome show. I love that show. Did so the much. math? Did she critique the math? No, the math yeah. always worked. The math was great. They so did she, great with the she math. She liked it. Yeah, yeah. She the, was like checks out, and it was just, cool. I mean, what a you know simple premise. We're going to use math, advanced mathematics yeah. to like solve crimes. It was a novel show, and it was one of those just absolute great like Friday night, like yeah. you're at home. TV shows. MacGyver with, with a math book. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, number four on the reasons, because this person said there's only one, so I'm just running down, <laughs> very well known, and the only one is God of the Gaps. No, number four, God is the best explanation of the fine-tuning of the universe for intelligent life. So sort of like the anthropic The uh, anthropic principle. principle the Goldilocks yes. principle. Like, if you change any one of these small dials on how the, the universe is, um, it would not support life. That is correct. At all, let alone sentient life such as our own. And if you'd like to look these up, these are postulated in very neatly laid out, you know, argumentative, classic argumentative style. Number five, God is the best explanation of intentional states of consciousness. What? 
If, What's an intentional state of consciousness? Well, it just I think this is the argumentative way to say uh, consciousness doesn't come out of if it's only the particles, right. consciousness can't arise from chaos. The, in other words, sort of the ghost in like the ghost in the machine, or whatever, correct? That if we're just purely natural phenomenon, like the if we meet all the way down, meat doesn't have intentional consciousness. Your wetware, yeah, we went in this for jumped up monkeys, this sort of stuff, right? Oh, now you're. I know where I'm hitting the greatest, the greatest hits, <laughs> the greatest hits. Uh, God is the best explanation of objective moral values and duties. This is another well-known argument. If there's, there can be no ought to, there can be no you shouldn't do this or you should do this unless there's a God directing these things. Because if, again, if you're just meat, you can't tell meat to do other things that meat would do. You can't get an ought if it's all just is. Yes. Is, is, is. As the uh, Greg Kokel says, if you, you get uh, a letter in the mail and it says, hey, Mike, I'd like you to go to here on this date because you need to do this. And someone said, well, what is that? Why would you have, what what are you even considering doing that? And and said, where did it come from? And you said, I don't know. It just, it just is. That doesn't, you would not be satisfied with that. And that is morality. Like it is an ought. You feel it. We must do this. People say it all the time. Ought statements. You oughtn't to do this. You ought to save the planet. You ought to recycle. You, you know, you ought to not jaywalk. Why? Because... You say so, or because there's a moral thing that exists above us. Anyway, I'm just running through these. Uh, number seven, the very possibility of God's existence implies that God exists. This would be the famous ontological, ontological argument, argument, which I believe I just read that Alvin Plantica, who championed it for years, was kind of like, it was amusing to do, but I don't think it's going to convince anyone. <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, um, it, it's kind of a brain bender. He is very famous for resurrecting it from obscurity, but like saying that, like, like the, the most perfect being, like, has, you know, like sort of has to exist. Yes. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's it's a one for nerds, but it is an argument. It and, is, and yeah, it, it's, and it's not a god of the gaps argument no, at all. And it has not been like defeated in the like watch people crush Alvin Plantiga's <laughs> ontological. I'm sure argument. there's some. Uh, I'm sure there's some YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I'm sure there's a YouTube video out there of some. That's probably true. Um, some mouth breathing person uh, to have it with like a three hour. I'm um, like, let me stop and take this blow by blow. You mean those guys with like the really loud microphones where they're, you know, the microphone cuts in and they, they don't know how to run their equipment. Well, this is, this is just garbage. Uh, I've tried to listen to some of those guys. Uh, the final one is God can be personally known and experienced. Now, lots of people will throw this away and say, well, tough. I can personally experience the spaghetti monster or whatever. But anyway, there is a lot of evidence. And this, this is, uh, at the, um, uh, like, uh, this is, where I've encountered this one um, from someone was in uh, uh, Francis Collins, who was he was the director of the National Institute of Health. Here, he was the one mm-hmm. who uh, you know decoded the human yes. genome yep. or whatever, yep. and he's f- quite famously, uh, uh, you know, obviously a brilliant scientist and a Christian. And uh, he just include he had this book with all these different various very wide variety of sources, classical and contemporary, about like why he believes or reasons for belief or whatever. And uh, the I think the last chapter was this one by uh, a guy named Anthony Anthony Flew or something. So he, oh, Anthony Flew, Anthony sure, Flew, the was, uh, the famous atheist who became a theist at least. And he talked and he talked about religious experience just in the sense of he's like, well, if you found this communication device and uh, you know say these, you know, he gives the example of us this thought experiment of. 
you know, people living on some, uh, you know, remote island disconnected and out of the sky falls this device that, uh, you know, if you press the right combination, you know, it's made up of crystals and circuits. And if you press the right combination of buttons, it produces a voice on the other end. And he's saying, you know, some people would just say, well, it's just coming from the device itself. Right. But he's like, other people would say, well, we're actually communicating um, with other beings. And so, you know, the pure materialist is saying that, no, 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 like this is all deception. There's no communication. It's just coming from the device itself. Where the person who's more open uh, to the spiritual thing said, no, 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 these uh, like relig- religious experience in and of themselves are evidence of um, of a transcendent being or transcendent reality um, that religions talk about or that we call god and uh those are actually i mean though they might make though a religious experience might for some people be the most like philosophically unsatisfying thing that's probably actually the most personally and existentially powerful um argument that you get is just this experience of something that you can't explain that is transcendent and awe-inspiring and and overpowering and kind of shifts your whole can shift one's whole perspective on the world yeah you know i mean like, there's like, there's a book um i forget who collected them or wrote them but a very serious examination of life after death experiences and uh, really looking into those now i would you be convinced by that i don't know but uh but they are an experience where people there are very inexplicable things of people like their bodies hover, their souls yeah. hovering and seeing things they couldn't possibly have seen. And the person investigates them and go, it's unsolved. I don't know, but there's a ton of them. Now, you know, I, that wouldn't be my first argument, but I'm just saying that is an argument for something beyond that would make you go, huh, rather than just commenting on YouTube. There's no evidence no anywhere, evidence man. Nothing at all. Um, so those are uh, those are the ones that I have, uh, Pastor. Can you think of of any more? No, that 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 pretty much runs that pretty much runs the gamut. I mean, that's like the you know that is a a, a good uh, comprehensive uh, you know uh, list of kind of the classical arguments or, or classical pieces of it, of evidence that are marshaled um, in favor of belief in a god. And then when it comes to the specific truth claims of uh, you know. Religion like Christianity, yes. you got to look at the specifics, you know, which is where you get into stuff like the reliability of uh, of the gospels, you know, and just the 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 compelling um, teachings and work of Christ Himself, you know, Him as a as a historical figure, how compelling you know He is, the things that He says that you know ring true, the things that He did that um, underscore the claims that He made about Himself. I mean, that's where we get into the specifics itself. Um, and I think even uh, missing from that list probably is the is uh, the reality of, and maybe this falls into the objective moral truth one, but actually a very strong argument for the existence uh, for God would just be our um, our repulsion at at and of at evil, you know, yeah. at gross evil and injustice in this world, and our sense that this is wrong. Um, and, and and the problem of evil is actually turns on its head yes. when you go, yeah, the, the fact that you think that it is a problem is the thing that has to cause you to say there has to be something. And, you know, this might not be a, a strong argument, but it's one, too, like our dis- like these deeply felt desires that we have as, you know, human beings. I mean, I think C.S. Lewis has talked about this, too, like the, you know, our desire for food is met for, you know, hunger 
food exists, you know, thirst, water exists, you know, love, com- companionship exists, and our desire for the transcendent um, can speak to it, can be a point or two um, to to God. I mean, uh, John Calvin talked about human beings having this uh, sensus divinitas, like th- that human beings are kind of implanted um, with a with a sense a sensibility towards divine things, um, transcendent things, and so that in and of itself is an indicator of of that reality existing outside of ourselves. And it deserves another show, but the other thing that you occasionally see is like, well, there's no evidence also for the existence of Jesus. Like that's all, which is just like, oh, you yeah. are you are so far on the outside of. You can dismiss all of his claims of, to divinity or whatever, fine. But the, to say that he did not exist, you are so far outside the main. There are historians who. Uh, you know, did we'll, we do a show on this Bart Ehrman? Uh, like, did we do the Ehrman thing? I didn't know if we did the Bart Ehrman, who's uh, famously, you know, not uh, not a Christian. Uh, started um, uh, started he PhD program at uh, Princeton Seminary where I went and deconverted sort of in that process. Uh, he was a fundamentalist background and through his process he of studied studying under the New Testament, Metzger, Bruce Manning Metzger, the Bruce great Bruce Met- Metzger. Yes, the, okay. I mean truly Bruce Metzger, a giant. Yeah, among men in in 20th century biblical scholarship, and he, Bruce trans- himself, he translated my Bible, which I have out. Under Bruce is, yeah. I mean, Bruce is a, uh, I mean, there's no way to. Say. And Bruce was, a, I mean, amazing man of faith, um, a very godly man, and so you know, I, I, but I don't know if we touched on in an episode how yeah, Erman himself defends he takes the, to task the you know uber skeptics who yeah. I mean I would say sophists, um, you know, sort of like well, how do you know you exist? I mean, you know, it's not quite that bad, but not quite actually much better than that. Yeah. But secular historians accept a lot of the, um, I've, I've seen, uh, lists of that. Like there's, there's a bunch that people will assent to. Yeah. I just don't believe in the divinity, but of course there was an empty tomb. Of course there was a historical Christ who walked around. Of course he caused some stir in, uh, you know, in Palestine at this time, there are extra biblical sources. Yeah. But even if there weren't extra biblical sources, you don't criticize other th- sources for being their own sources. Right. Like there has to be a source. So anyway, you know, Tacitus just, writing his annals, he's obviously very interested yeah, in preserving the history of you know right. uh, his people. We don't go. Well, he's not like a, he can't you know, trust him. He can't trust him. He, he wrote the book. Yeah, it's like it's absurd. So anyway, that's just a, the the quick and dirty. Stop the, with the no evidence for this and 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 but trying to stain people with that. There is also, you know, an argument to be made for history. All ancient history was just invented by like the Illuminati in the 1400s or something like that, and they produced all these sure. forgeries, like you know, of ancient history. And so, is there a lot of evidence? Ooh, that's our next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> is, excuse me, is that a popular one? No, it's not popular at all. But I have encountered. Uh, I don't. I might be getting the exact details of said conspiracy wrong. But there is a conspiracy out there that like ancient history was all invented, mm. like in I don't know if it was like Renaissance or like early modern Europe. And so it's this hoax that's being that is a good hoax. So we should. I, I should actually do. I'll do a little more research. Yeah, and I'll bring this one. to the table. It's like the uh, the hoax that we did. I may have brought this up before of making. My roommate who fell asleep early on a winter night, we put on a tape of Good Morning America, and then we all got up and took showers and woke him up and made him go to class, even though it was night. <laughs> we gaslighted him so well that he walked all the way to school, and he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that is just sinister. <laughs> and it was also like 30 below out at that the time. That is just, that is But dark. the fact that we pulled it off, like you just assume that you're, it's not going to work, but we had a videotape of... 
you know, hey, good morning, Did you, everyone. like, follow him walking and, like, snicker? No, we just bush? watched him walking out. Like, he walked all the way out, and then he came back 20 minutes later and threw his books angrily on the floor. And he's like, real funny, guys. <laughs> I mean, it is funny. It Come is. on. That man. is a good – that's a good prank. It's a yeah. good nature prank. I went – when my – when I was in, like, first grade, I I don't know where I – I was inspired to do something similar. I colored pictures that it was the night sky and taped it on my parents' windows to try to trick them that it was the night. <laughs> And not I, not as successful as mine. Well, you know, they told me that it worked. Oh, okay. But I, I don't think they were just putting me on. This was when you were 17. That's the sad <laughs> part about this one. All right, let's take a little break. Uh, we'll get a little word from the pastor, and then we'll come back. And I believe you are going to quiz I'm me. I'm going to quiz you. I'm very excited. All right, uh, we'll be back in just a moment. And I've been hung up. Hey friends, it's Pastor Dave here. Thank you so much for all your past support in, in these previous four seasons. And here we are. Who can believe it? Season five. And so our commitment to you in 2020, the year of our Lord, is uh, we're going to get a whole season in, in this year. Two episodes a month. Uh, that's our goal. We're, please hold us to it. I know Mike is reacting in shock that I am committing us to that. But we're going to get a full, uh, a full season in in this year. Uh, seasons full of, uh, of deep reflections, uh, hilarity, frivolity, everything in between. And uh, if you could, if you haven't already, if you could just rate us and review us, that would be great. Um, actually, recently, uh, 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 the Like Trees Walking Facebook page has been very active, full of much joy. And uh, that's been really, really fun um, to have people signing up for that. And so that'll be a good spot for you to to interact with the show. You can share uh, your own. Uh, you can share in the absurdity that is uh, that is this podcast. And so um, this past year was really a great one for us. We're looking forward to uh, even better things in this next year. And and your support and your um, and your feedback and your sharing of the show it means so much, um, so much to Mike and myself. And so let's get back to this show. And uh, laissez le bon temps rouler, as they say. You whisper when I'm sleeping. Okay. We're back. We are 100% back, and I am uh, I'm excited to be put on the grill here. Throw my shrimp on the barbie, if you will, mate. Eh? <laughs> Serve me a blooming onion. I don't know what that means. Blooming no onion? Uh, have you ever had a blooming onion? No, I don't think... I don't like don't onions, I so had, I've never had Oh, that's there. right. You are dead set against onions. But uh, my favorite college football team did just win the Outback Bowl, so I am very tempted for some, you know, oh. like jumbo shrimp and yeah, shrimp scampi. And I bet, you know, Outback Steakhouse, solid. Is it? Oh, it's very solid. It's very solid. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been. Um, that's good. All right, so I have a 10. This is a mystery quiz, Mike. Mystery quiz. All right. So I'm, I'm good gonna, at mysteries. I, well, at least the first question. Uh, we'll see how long it can remain a mystery. All right. But so this is a very simple question. But you have this is multiple choice, so which is maybe not fair with what's your favorite color. <laughs> it should be open ended. It's a multiple choice. Yes, it's multiple choice. You can only choose from these options. Oh. Well, it just it, What's it, your favorite of these colors? Of these colors, yes. Okay. All what right. is your favorite fair of these colors? Blue, black, green, purple. Green. Uh, what is your greatest strength of these? Of these, what is your greatest strength? What if none of them are my strength? Well, of right, them, okay. what is your greatest all right, strength? All right, all right, it's all, all right. relative, comparative okay. between them. Attention to detail, humility, a clear sense of justice, or patience? I think humility would have to be <laughs> my <laughs> number one Is that your final thing? answer? Yes. Okay. You are a humble man. Uh, what is your favorite accessory of these? <laughs> yes, yes. The premise is set. A cowl. A cowl? Yeah, you know, a cowl. Okay. <laughs> Combat boots, a crown, a walking stick. 
<laughs> of them, what is your favorite? Well, is this a Chesterton quiz? I'm going to go with a walking stick. <laughs> a walking stick. A sword cane? That's uh, not well, yes, but that's not an option. Okay. Um, now, this one might be a giveaway. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I'll kind of, I'm going to kind of word it in such a way. You can hide. Yeah, then I'm going to hide it. Um, right. You have a power. Sure. You have a special power. Some might even say like a superpower. Mm. How do you wield it? How how would you wield it? How, what would you what would you use it to help others that who that mm-hmm. can't help themselves? Okay. To teach others its power, so they can have this power too. Uh, to lift large objects, or for winning a fight. <laughs> well, all right. Hmm. How should I should I answer sincerely? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, well, I guess you know the uh, uh, teach others to fish. I would uh, teach other people the power. And, okay. Assume that I was putting it in the hands that would make the best use of the power, and so that would be mine. All okay. right. Okay. Um, which of these quotes best represents you? Okay. Again, I'm doing some very serious masking. All right. Um, and I'm going to have to do a little masking to keep it secret. But All right. But okay. which one of these quotes? Uh, for my ally is this special power, and a powerful ally it is. Fear is the path to the... Way of darkness. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Always pass on what you have learned. Do or do not. Uh. There is no try. Oh, no. <laughs> Which one of those quotes best represents you, Mike? <laughs> oh, wow. I am let the hate run through me. <laughs> the third. The third. Uh, always pass on what you have learned. Yes. That's very that's, fitting with what you said before. Yes, too. right. I'm trying to be consistent. You've been betrayed. How do you react? Plot revenge, call on the authorities, walk away, try to talk to them. Well, run through them again? Uh, I've been betrayed. Okay, you've been betrayed. So what do you do? Plot revenge, call on the authorities, walk away, try to talk to them. Is the betrayal rise to the level of calling the authorities? I could. I mean, apparently, maybe. I mean, if if this is like uh, revenge of a bunch of kids soaping my windows... And throwing eggs at my house because I told them to get off my lawn. Then I'm calling the authorities. Okay. So I'm calling the authorities. You're calling the authorities. You're a cop. All right. People hate it when you throw food, give them orders, get snippy, disappear for hours at a time. People hate it when I throw food? I mean... I guess they... Yes, I would say that that's true. I mean, the few times that I've done it... People hate it when you do that. People have not reacted positively... If you weren't, um, if you weren't dedicated to this way of life using your special powers, sure. and that's amazing. <laughs> you would dedicate your life to family, a cause, finding inner peace, teaching. Uh, well, yeah, I, do, I don't passing on and teaching because the teaching sounds too formal. Yeah, it runs through them again. Family, a cause, finding inner. Well, peace, I mean, you teaching. know, I guess family. I don't family? know. You're a family man. Yeah. What do you like to do for fun? Meditate, laser tag, volunteering, hiking. <laughs> and I have to choose You one have to of choose these. one of them. Laser tag. Meditate, laser tag, volunteering, hiking. I would say out of all of them, I guess hiking. Yeah. Okay. What's your greatest fear? Losing trust in yourself, failure, the death of those I love most, the rise of tyranny. <laughs> Uh, of those four, 
Um, I don't know the, the rise of tyranny because that affects more people than me. So okay. you know, I'm yeah, I'm concerned about that. All right. Well, guess what, Mike? Yeah, what? So you just took a quiz of what Jedi are oh, you? Oh, no. And you are Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who's he? Alec Guinness. Oh, okay. Slash Ewan McGregor. You're a natural leader and mentor, always ready to lend your expertise to those willing to listen and learn. You have a natural curiosity for the world and are often regarded as even-tempered. Do you feel the pull of the dark side? Hmm. Now, now that you can see your path toward the light, find out which servant of the dark side you're most like. Oh, wow. We, that's our... Wow. We'll get to see which <laughs> Sith you are next. So that's, this is directly from StarWars.com. So you are Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mike. Why? Two shows in a row? Two shows in a yeah. row? You bring this... I can't believe you just did this to our show. <laughs> you, here you ask for subscribers and then you actively <laughs> chase them off. I don't understand what you're working but here. But people did not know it was a Star Wars quiz. You oh, did not no. know it was a Star Wars quiz until I got to the end. There was until, no tells. Wasn't there a Yoda tell in there? There was a Yoda tell. There yeah, was, I tried to mask that Yoda <laughs> tell. It was very hard to it's do. It's too hard to do on the fly. <laughs> would you, uh, on the fly, be able to do your own and tell me, like, what's your best guess of who you would be? Don't go through the No, whole I'm not going to go through it. Uh, I'd say I'm probably a, uh, probably a Qui-Gon Jinn. And that was Liam Neeson? Um, yes, that was, that was Liam Neeson. Is but, that because your ability to uh, punch wolves and have a, <laughs> uh, a particular set of skills? I, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't exactly know. But um, I am going to, uh, you know, Mike, I am going to go very quickly uh, through this. I'm almost done, actually, right now. And uh, Oh, you're silently doing yes, it? Yes, I'm oh, silently I should doing fill it. this time? Yes, please fill this airtime. Okay. I've always wanted to be a singer, so I'm going to do, uh, this is a number from Cats. Um, and so just picture me now, and I'm standing, uh, uh, I'm in the movie, so I'm digital, and I'm oh. standing on a garbage can. Oh, the results are in. I don't have to sing from Cats. Yes. What do you got? You are Luke Skywalker. Oh, you may have come from humble beginnings, but now you're at the top of your game. You're passionate about fighting against injustice in the world, and you detest confrontation unless it's absolutely necessary. I am Luke Skywalker, and you once were tempted to kill a, kill a relative, but you stayed yourself. And you killed the younglings? No, that was Anakin who killed the younglings. Luke we almost wielded oh, his not... saber against Kylo Ren, but then he it was a momentary lapse, but he did Wait, milk, Anakin he did and Luke aren't the same? Oh my gosh, Mike. <laughs> I'm honestly asking. Anakin is Luke's father. Okay. Ah, stop yelling. All right, people, we got to end this because otherwise <laughs> we're going to be talking more about Star Wars. And I'm frankly, I've had it up to here. Dave, this is not how season five is going to go, my <laughs> this friend. This is going great. It's not how it's going to go. All right. We'll, uh, we'll be back with another important topic. It will not have to do with the aforementioned and never to be named again franchise. Dave? You're barred. You're barred. <laughs> All right. We'll be back again soon. This yes. is Black Trees Walking. I'm Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Burkett. Bye. Bye.